السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم، الحمد لله رب العالمين. والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد. Last week we began discussing the rights that a Muslim has and the obligations that he has towards fellow Muslim brothers and sisters. And we said, that there is a famous hadith uh, in relation to where Rasulullah uh, there are two narrations actually uh, in one Rasulullah mentions five of those rights and in another one Rasulullah mentions six of those rights however this is not to be understood that the rights of a Muslim over another Muslim are exclusive to these five or six Rasulullah is highlighting or emphasizing on the most important for the occasion that he spoke in. So one should not understand it that there are only six uh, rights and responsibilities towards another Muslim. And we started by saying that Salam is the first one. So these rights, when, when Rasulullah says Haqqul Muslimi ala al-Muslim, Haqqul Muslimi ala al-Muslim, the right of a Muslim upon, his, uh, uh, upon another Muslim. Ulama say that this has two meanings. Some of these things that are going to be listed or mentioned are going to be wajib obligation. An obligation, you have to do it. And others are going to be sunnah, recommended, but strongly recommended, which means sunnah mu'akkada. Something that is not an obligation, but it is strongly recommended. So the first one we said is to give salam. Giving salam is sunnah mu'akkada strongly recommended and Rasulullah says that by doing that Allah will create affection and love between you through which your Iman will be complete through which you will enter paradise to respond to Salam is what? Wajib okay the second one we mentioned last week who was here last week and remembers what is the second right or one of the rights is that when a person sneezes, you say Alhamdulillah, uh, uh, he says Alhamdulillah, you say Alhamdulillah. And we said, we mentioned this as a second, this is not the order of the hadith, but because it was easy to deal with. That uh, sneezing is a blessing from Allah, considered a blessing, and that's why a person should say Alhamdulillah. And another person, the other Muslim, should be happy and pleased uh, for the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make dua by saying Yarhamukallah uh, or Yarhamukumullah. May Allah have mercy on you and then the response is if a person sneezes does not say alhamdulillah he's done what number one he has not thanked allah number two he's missed out on the dua of his muslim brother for him or sister for him the third is that um, to say alhamdulillah this is strongly recommended okay the third is to give advice when advice is sought if a person comes to you, you know, you are, you have um, expertise in a particular field and they want to ask you about your experience and uh, you have a responsibility and a duty to give nasiha, to give advice, advice that will be beneficial for that person in this world and in the next, advice that you would like somebody to give you if you were in that position. This is a duty and a responsibility. It is especially so when a person asks you for the advice. And ulama say this is then wajib. 
let's say for example i know my muslim brother or sister are going through uh, some difficulty or they're making a choice or a major decision in their life and i can see they are doing the wrong thing according to me and my experience this is not beneficial for them then i should give them i should give them nasiha and advice whether they ask for it or they don't because rasulullah said ad-deenun nasiha you have a duty of what giving advice not only when they come and ask for it however when they come and ask for it it becomes wajib on you but at the same time if you do not know what is best for that person in this world and in the next and you don't know what will benefit him then withhold nasiha and say i don't know it doesn't mean that you just gotta give advice to everybody that comes along and asks for advice if you truly don't know then you say I do not know. I'm sorry. I cannot help you in this. But perhaps you can go to so and so. They they can advise you because they have understanding. Our problem is that we advise everyone, and this is what this is not fulfilling the right. This is actually al fi ma la to get involved in things that do not concern you. If I do not have expertise in something, like somebody's got a problem with his car and they come to me and I have no idea, right? And I just start, you know. Giving, <laughs> giving advice. No, I think you should do this, do that, take it here, take it there. Um, I will end up doing what? Harming him or her more than um, I will benefit. So the third is to give advice. And the advice should always be given from the perspective of Sharia. Never, if I was you, I would do this. We're not interested in what you would do. We are interested in what is the command of Allah? What is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? First and foremost, and then after that, if it is something that is halal and permissible, and let's say, for example, it is a matter of preference, somebody comes to me and says, should I buy white or black? Then I, then I can say, yeah, if it was me, I would choose white. I, I like the color white. However, uh, I don't um, give preference to what I think over what? The command of Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah And this is the advice. Um, that is given and this is very important because Rasulullah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have created a way and a system through which we make decisions when we are uh, um, um, confused or uh, we are uncertain then we have uh, a way of making a decision and Nabi said that the person who seeks guidance from Allah through istikhara will never be at loss Whatever decision you make, whether it is regarding dunya or akhirah, if you seek istikhara, then you will not be at loss. And the second one, if you seek counsel, and this is, this is in itself seeking nasiha. So you're going to people that, are, that have knowledge or experience, life experience in a particular field or area that you are interested in, and you seek their advice. And it is wajib for a person to give advice when it is sought from him. Um, the third is... Uh, when when he no uh, when he uh, invites you you accept his invitation right uh, this is again wajib unless um, you know there is a shari reason and an islamic reason why you are not going to that invitation okay for example if there are things that are going to occur you're aware that are haram and not permissible um, then you can decline and you have the right to do that because you we do not give priority to people's feelings and emotions and what they think 
over what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. Um, what is the purpose of accepting? Why did Rasulullah make this a right? And actually, this is quite easy, right? It's probably one of the easiest of all of the rights of a Muslim over another. When you're invited for food or, you know, uh, to, to celebration or uh, you will, you, you have to go. This is the easiest one because it's, it's easy on the one who's, um, who has to fulfill that right. But what is the purpose? Mm, it increases. Look, if a person has an occasion and they've thought of you, it means that they have high regard for you. Now, if you just say, oh, okay, inshallah, and you decline and you don't go, then you have done what? You, you will break that person's heart because you have not held that person in, in the level or the regard that they have held you in. So they have love for you. They have respect for you. They have honored you by saying, please come along to my wedding or my aqiqah or you know, whatever the, the occasion is. So if you return that by honoring the invitation and going and attending, what will happen is that they will feel honored and respected. And if they, are feel, they feel honored and respected, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase love and bond between the two. It is especially important if you are invited by a family member. Um, so this is a, a uh, sort of uh, wajib also. Uh, it is an obligation uh, unless a person has a valid reason, either the shari reason, or for example, I am invited to something that I know that I cannot attend because I am at work or I am away, I'm traveling away with family or what have you. Then what, what I do is I make an explanation to the person and remove that responsibility and absolve myself of that responsibility, right? So then that person knows I've given them an explanation. Oh, this is the situation. I would have loved to come, but now their, their heart is not broken. They know that you would have come. However, um, uh, you know, due to circumstances, you are unable to do so. Number four. Number five, إذا مريضة العيادة Right? To visit when a person is sick. The purpose of this visit is what? What is the purpose of the visit? Remind yourself. Hmm? Remind yourself, yes. But more importantly, it's a right over your Muslim brother. It's a right of your Muslim brother or sister. Why is it a right? But what is the benefit? If we are go just going to visit for, what is the benefit? Yes, that is the reward. What is the wisdom? What is the wisdom? Huh? The person in a, is, is vulnerable. Right? They are dealing with, you know, yes, you know, if it is just a headache or a flu, a person is not going to be in a difficult, but let's say, for example, somebody is diagnosed with cancer. Somebody has a major illness, right? Now they are what? Emotionally, they're weakened. Number two, shaitan is working. And number three, the illness itself has its toll on, on the body and uh, uh, the physical uh, self. So when you go and visit, the purpose of your visit is to do what? To remind them of the mercy of Allah and to have hope in the mercy of Allah. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shifa is in the control of Allah. And whilst you are being patient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rewarding you. They know that, but they need a reminder because of the situation they are in, emotionally, mentally, physically. So they need what? Support. So when you do that and you go and you grant that 
uh, support, then what happens? It will increase what? The bond between. So when you are in need, then that person will come and support you and give that. And, and the hadith of Rasulullah is a person who comes out in the morning or in the evening to visit uh, uh, an ailing or an ill uh, or sick person, Muslim, uh, whether uh, a male or female, then an angel calls out, Tibta wa taba mamshaka. You, ha- you are, uh, um, is, is a dua of goodness. And your, your walking, may, may that be uh, a source of goodness. And you have taken a place in paradise. 70,000 angels seek forgiveness for that person from the moment they leave their home, if it is in morning until evening, if it is evening until morning. So this is a duty and a right of another Muslim brother. And its purpose is to do what? To support them and to strengthen their resolve to be patient and to expect relief from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not go and visit a person and say, oh, uh, you know, you're supposed to bring hope. Okay. So when you go and visit, as as difficult as as it is for you, if you are sensitive and you're just going to go there and cry along with that person because they are terminally ill. And and sometimes people go even beyond that. They say, you know, you, you really don't deserve this. Who are you to decide what that person deserves or don't deserve? That is in the control of Allah Azza wa Jal. Your duty is to support and strengthen that person's patience and resolve, not to make it worse, right? And for that reason, you have to look for the appropriate time to visit, right? Not when it's convenient for you, when it's convenient for them. When you do visit, it has to be a light visit, not you go there and you're spending hours and the person cannot even speak. (laughs) So they are fatigued already because of the illness and you are increasing their pain. No, it is a brief visit. Assalamu alaikum, we have come to see uh, how you are. You know that illness and health is in the control of Allah Azza wa Jal. Make dua for shifa. You make dua for them in front of them and say that whilst you are being patient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving your sins and he is elevating your status in Jannah bi'idhnillah ta'ala. Assalamu alaykum. Make dua for us and leave. And the last one is to follow the janazah. We all know the importance of following the janazah. But why do we do it? Other than the reward. Number one, it is a command of Allah. Yes. Number two, it is the right of the Muslim brother who has died. Number three, it is the right of the family of the deceased that they should be supported in this time of uh, 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 difficulty and loss. Okay. And lastly, it is a reminder for yourself. So it is a command of Allah. You are doing it out of duty to the person who has passed away and also fulfilling a duty to the people who are who have suffered the loss, right? To strengthen their resolve, make them, you know, say this is patience. And, uh, you know, the words of Rasulullah Everything belongs to Allah. Those who live belong to Allah. Those who died belong to Allah. Everyone has a, a decided term that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take them uh, away from this world. Be patient. Allah will reward you for your patience and making istighfar and seeking forgiveness for the person who has passed away. These are the six main um, that are generally mentioned um, and, and regarding which Rasulullah has given us guidance and will continue next week bi ta'ala with the remaining uh, rights.